1: Learn more at marines.com.
2: Hey, we get you to the end of the week right here on Listen Up. Grant Napier with you. I hope you have had a good week and on the way to a really good weekend, NFL preseason, three games tonight. Uh, The Raiders and the 49ers on the road this week. The 49ers at Minnesota. The Raiders are in Miami to take on the Dolphins. uh, Both those games tomorrow. Carolina at New England, New Orleans at Green Bay, Houston uh, at the Rams the games going on tonight. Not, not a lot going on today in the world of sports. I mean, there's obviously things that we can talk about. and uh, We can go in certain directions. I uh, hope you had a chance to listen to my podcast today with Arthur D. Caesar. And uh, he is somebody that has been in the gaming business, the sports gaming business, for a long time. And I'm working on having a fantasy football segment once a week here on Listen App, in addition to a, you know, a little wagering segment for those of you that like to put down uh, a little bit of coin on your college and the NFL. So I'm working on those things and I hope to uh, be able to lock those in uh, in the next week or two leading up to week one of the NFL season. So we'll do a couple of things here on Listen Up. We get you ready to roll here. You know the routine. You hit your hand icon. You raise your hand. Uh, And we will get you right on. We are also still efforting to make the, I guess, uh, (laughs) the the charitable endeavor along with uh, me. I guess this would be my payroll for doing this show uh, each and every day for free. But uh, we're working on having a nice event in Sacramento, all right, where you all are very welcome to join us. Again, I'll have a lot more information on this next week, but right now put it on your calendars, all right? And I'll give you the location as well, but your calendar, all right? Monday Night Football, September 12th, Denver at Seattle. All right? So we're working on everything, and uh, we'll give you details, probably next week with a location, how we're going to do this, how you can donate money if you want. Uh, 50% of the proceeds will be going to a charity. And we haven't nailed it down completely. But the charity would go to the person uh, that makes the highest donation. So really, it's a fun night. Uh, It's a chance to all get together again. And again, circle your calendar, Monday September 12th, we'll have a Monday night gathering. And again, the game is Denver uh, at Seattle. Don't know where yet, but all of that to be determined. Not really sure the format other than uh, Ryan and I are going to get our heads shaved. I guess Ryan is not 100% committed. He'll call in in a little bit and he can tell you. I think that um, he said if I get a certain amount of money, he would shave his head too. So it's up to him. You know, um, I'm sure that Ryan will do it if we... (laughs) Uh, raise the necessary funds but i'm on board i'm gonna do it and i'm looking forward to it so we'll have a lot more information coming up next week speaking of the man himself i'll let him answer that question hello ryan how are you grant you got to correct the record if you shave your head i'm shaving mine i am all in my friend okay all right well i just you know i don't want to put any undue pressure on you you know what i'm saying
3: no, the, the wifey's good with it, so uh, okay. we're all in, and I'm um, looking forward to it. The only concern is it's kind of like salt in the wound, because i got to watch Russell return to uh, Seattle while I get my head shaved. But That's a good but, point well. right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, point. and based
2: on how I saw Geno Smith play last night, I don't have a lot of hope for the Seahawks this year. I really don't.
3: Oh, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke at this point. So we'll see what they do. Yep. Um. You know, Grant, I, I was thinking all last night about Jerry. And not in a weird way, Jerry. I know you're here. <laughs> but I, I, right. I, I was thinking about that entire situation. And trust me, I am still taking the under. The closest thing Jerry is going to be on September 26th to Italian is going to be the Olive Garden. So...
2: <laughs> okay.
4: We're All definitely
3: right. going under. But I think Jerry needs to hear some more stories about dating. So I thought we would do him a favor so he could learn from our missteps and I have been happily married for 8 years, been with my spouse for 12. But Grant, what is your worst dating experience and or story? Wow.
2: Man, boy, I'd have to go back a long time for that. Um, I'd have to go back. Gosh, I can't even remember. I didn't have any bad experiences in college. I had the same girlfriend for my entire college at Bowling Green, so that wasn't any uh, bad experience. Uh, gosh, wow, it would have to be. It would have to be something in my twenties, and I right now nothing comes to my head. Um, and I, listen, as I sit here and talk to you right now, I don't know if I've really had a bad dating experience. I don't mean to be Mr. You know, uh, you know, perfect, uh, boy, you know, George Clooney in his prime here, but I, I, I haven't really had (laughs) one that sticks out where I'm like, Oh my God, get me the hell out of here. But I'm sure I do. I just have to think about it for a little bit, but, um, Again, it would have to be 40 years ago. I It would be a long time. How about you?
3: <laughs> Funny you ask. So, um, and the wife knows I'm talking about this, full disclosure. So uh, there was a girl that I was chasing. And Jay, before I start the story... No 50-50 checks. Come on, man. You, you got to pay for the check if you ask the girl out. So um, we, we finally were able to connect. We went out to a very popular local sushi joint here in Sacramento. And uh, it was a decent date, a little bit awkward. And some of our conversation centered around payment. And that's why I was thinking about Jerry. Because Jerry's like, oh, we can just split the check. No. Come on, Jerry. Um, anyways. I'm talking about that and I'm saying how it's so improper, especially if you ask the, you know, lady out and we go to check out and my card declines. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy is right. I had to pay for the entire check. So uh, that was embarrassing. Never saw her again, which is perfect. Ended up meeting my wife later. But Jerry, here's the advice I wanted to give you. With the time that you are least looking is the time you are going to meet the person that you want to meet.
2: All right. Well, I, I agree with that. And here's something else we need to do. Assuming and Jerry, I don't think is on the app right now, but assuming that uh, Miss Italy is back from Italy on September 12th. Jerry and, and they are still, quote unquote, dating. Jerry needs to bring her down to our Monday night football uh,
3: gathering. Oh, I agree. A hundred percent. So that's got, that's got to
2: happen. I mean, that absolutely has to happen.
3: We need, we need to know she's real and I apologize for the dog in the background. You know what, Grant? I'm going to hop off. I'm all,
2: I might
3: hop back on in a second. I don't want to disturb the show. All right.
2: Okay. All right. All good. All right. Uh, If you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon, uh, raise your hand uh, and we will do it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that would be only the right thing to do. All right. By the way, I see uh, Bella B from Calgary's on the Calgary Flames. If you are a hockey fan, are going for it, big time. All right, Nasim Kadri, they sign him. In addition to the big trade they made with Florida, let me tell you something. They may be carrying Lord Stanley around uh, the ice in Calgary in June. I really like what they've done. They've had a really good summer. The Calgary Flames. I don't really talk that much about the Calgary Flames here on Listen App. But I just saw a belly B popped on and I'm like, oh, boy, the Flames. What a summer they've had. What an offseason. They're going for it. And good for them. You know what? Good for them. If you're a fan of the Flames, you got to be going, oh, wow. You know, I mean, Huberto, they make, you know, a very wealthy man. By the way, did you see that the story about Jonathan Huberto, the Flames acquired him? in a trade from Florida and uh, gave him a big deal. But I saw where he has pledged to donate his brain for research on brain injuries, including CTE. So he's already said that. He's 29, and he is the most prominent player in the National Hockey League to come out and say, hey, I'm going to donate my brain to concussion research. Very interesting. And again, he's... Been in the league nine or 10 years. Uh, It was a blockbuster deal last month between the Flames uh, and the uh, Panthers. And he's the real deal. I think he was, what, fourth or fifth in MVP voting uh, last year. He's really good. He's a great playmaker. Very good on the power play. uh, Just a very good player. So I I meant to mention that uh, the other day. But... I mean, Huberdeau said this in a statement. He said, as an NHL player, I'm very aware of the impact of traumatic brain injuries, concussions, and the link to other mental health issues. I'm proud to support Canadian military veterans by pledging to donate my brain to Project Enlist and support research to improve the quality of life of all military personnel who so bravely and courageously served our country. So very interesting. But anyway, back to the Flames. They're really having a heck of an offseason, which makes me a little sad because, you know, one of my very, very best friends uh, is the president of the Vegas Golden Knights, was the general manager. He's the one that put that entire team together, uh, George McPhee. And I got to look at the Flames who did not make the play or the... uh, uh, Knights who did not make the playoff last year for the first time in their short existence. They had uh, numerous injuries and uh, they did not make the playoffs. They also have been active this uh, off season, but I'm looking at their roster and I'm looking at the flames and I'm like, Oh boy, that's not good. Not good at all. And uh Qadri, he goes to Calgary and agrees to a big deal, a seven year contract for Nazim Kadri. Nazem Qadri is a very good player. Very good player. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls right here on Listen App, and we say hello to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, what's going on today? Jeff, what's up? Jeff going once. Jeff going twice. Hello? Jeff's not with us. Oh, there you go. What's going on? You're very slow today. What's happening?
0: Oh, I'm just getting stuff ready to move.
2: All right. Well, I wish you luck with that.
0: Yeah. Anyways, uh, did you see that another athlete gets the DUI, Marcelo Ozuna?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, again, I, I, I don't understand why uh, so many athletes have transportation at their disposal twenty four hours a day, and we keep on seeing these incidents of you know driving under the influence. So I, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't.
0: And he's already back with the team. He just had to apologize, and he's already back with the team. I mean, yep. you would think these teams would have some kind of transportation modes. I mean, maybe they do. Maybe they do. I mean, you were close to the Kings. I mean, did they provide after our time? Every single player has
2: in their possession, on their phone, a number of a transportation service that is available to them 24-7. Ozuna, by the way, said, okay, before the game with the Astros, I disappointed my team, I disappointed my family, I don't have anything to say more, it's a legal matter. Now, for the folks that don't know this, okay, this is the second time in as many years that Ozuna has been arrested. All right, back. Uh, was it last May, I believe? He was arrested and charged yeah. with aggra- Well, let me let me finish. He was charged with aggravated assault by strangulation and battery after police said that they witnessed him attacking his wife. Now those charges were dropped because he completed what they call a pretrial diversion program, whatever the hell that is. But go oh. ahead.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. I mean, I mean it's just crazy, 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 you know, and uh, and, uh, what I don't get is, I mean, there ought to be some immediate kind of suspect. I mean, how can you be put back on the team the next day or two days after the event? There's gotta be some, there's gotta be something that these, the league can come up with, you know? Yeah. Well, think about it. He missed, he missed the Atlanta Braves
2: world series. Okay. Because he was put on administrative leave after that, uh MLB investigation so you would think okay that you know after that and being suspended for 20 games under the domestic violence policy in November okay you would think that he would be uh on his best behavior in every single aspect of his life but that obviously is not the case
0: yeah these guys I don't know they get all kinds of money but they're short on brains some guys, not all guys, yeah. some. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, Grant, that's all I have. Good luck. All right, take care. Have a good weekend. You, you got
2: to be careful about stereotyping, all right? There are, there are still, you know, these uh, issues that we talk about in professional sports are still very much in the minority, okay? The vast majority of professional athletes should only hear about doing stupid things. So be careful. You know, you don't want to label, you don't want to stereotype, but it, th- this is... A pattern of behavior that is alarming, all right, to say the least. All right, Ryan hopefully has uh, fed the dog, gave the dog some treats, and we're good to go. What's up, Ryan?
3: Sorry about that, Graham. My dog was upset that I'm shaving my head and eating like the dating store. I, I understand
2: completely.
3: So, uh, no, just to, I want to clarify before everything went off uh, that my card declined because there was fraud on my card. And I was not—I was being a gentleman, oh, wow. Jerry, but not pulling out my phone on the date to take the call. So there's another pointer. Anyways, I wanted to ask you, I think it's great. Um, I, okay. I'm glad you shared the NHL story. I, I think we're going to see more players going forward doing this. And I, I think it's good that they're coming out and saying it. But, you know, there's that classic question, Grant. If you were a pro athlete, or you had the opportunity to be a pro athlete, would you rather live rich for 60 years, deal with the pain and have a lavish life, assuming you stay out of trouble, unlike most of our, or a lot of our NFL players right now and other leagues, or would you rather live the way you are and live to a hundred?
2: I'd rather live the way I am and live to a hundred, assuming that, you know, I didn't get dementia, Alzheimer's or something like that. Uh, if I could have a fairly productive life for at least, you know, age 90, I would choose that over, uh, rich money, great lifestyle. And then at 60, I have dementia and I'm messed up and, you know, my life for all intents and purposes ends there. I will say this, you're younger than I, but you all of a sudden turn 60 and you say to yourself, wow, you know, like it goes so fast. And then you also say to yourself, man, I'm on my last lap. You know, I'm, I'm on my last lap. And it hits you, I, it didn't hit me when I was 50, but it hit me when I turned 60. There's something about for me turning 60 that I was just like, wow, re- what a revelation to think, man, cause I don't feel 60. I'm sure as hell, I look 70, I look 80, but I don't feel it. And I, well- I wouldn't
3: say that. I'd i, I, I to say
2: I was gonna say 90 at first and then I <laughs> thought, well, that's, being, I'm, that's going overboard. But I'll tell you this, Ryan, I would choose the latter than the former. And I've talked to a lot of athletes about this, retired athletes about this. And I've shared this story. The only NFL player that I've ever been told this by, all right, in other words, Harry Carson, was on my radio show, the Hall of Fame middle linebacker from the New York Giants. And I asked Harry, okay, because Harry is suffering from dementia. And I said, if you knew then what you know now, would you have done anything differently? And he said, yeah, I wouldn't have played football. He is the only former NFL player that has ever answered the question that way. I've interviewed Jim Otto. I've interviewed Fred Blitnikoff. I've interviewed, you know, tremendous Hall of Fame former players. And Jim Otto's had 90 to 100 surgeries, you know, has has had a leg amputated, has had an extremely arduous end to his life. And I say end to his life. He's still with us, but he's suffering from you know, severe dementia, among other things. And they all tell me they would not do anything differently if they could go back in time, because the thrill of coming out of the tunnel on Sundays and playing in the NFL, there's no substitute for that. And I have had, I've, and I mean, I've talked to a lot of former players about this, and they have all answered the question the same way, with the exception of Harry Carson.
3: Well, do you and thank you for sharing that. Do you, Grant? Do you think the younger generation is recognizing that we're seeing players, specifically in the NFL, retire earlier and earlier? Yes, I think they
2: are recognizing that, and I think with science, with more studies, with more data, uh, we are finding out that head injuries. You know, listen, when I played, and again, I I played only high school football, but I played lacrosse, uh, and I played attack, and I can tell you, I've had numerous concussions based on what we now know what concussions are. And I didn't miss a play. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't miss it down. I didn't miss a play. I never came off the field. Whereas now, I mean, everything is monitored. Everything is, you know, there's protocol and it is now driven into people's minds, no pun intended, that you have to be very careful with head injuries. And we know a lot more about head injuries and I, w- I was, you know, I think Brett Farbs going a little overboard when he said he's had thousands of concussions. He hasn't had thousands of concussions. Okay, that's not really possible. Agreed. But you know, I'm
5: he right correct, be I'm
2: sure he's had, you know, enough head trauma where he's thinking, well, I'm not gonna have a very productive life in my later years. So yeah, I do believe I think with education, which we now are getting more and more educated on head injuries, the effects of trauma on the brain. Yes, of course. I think that's very, very, very true.
3: So when you couple that, Grant, with the lifestyle, you know, you're you're traveling. Uh, the NFL is not a great example, but the NBA, for you, you travel 41 games a year. And you're going across the country. You're getting into hotels at 3 and 4 in the morning. I mean, that's got to take a toll on the body, even if you're not playing, even for somebody like you and, you know, Jerry Reynolds.
2: it. I've always believed in routines and uh, the, the other thing you have to understand when you travel and you check into a hotel at three in the morning or four in the morning, you're staying in beautiful hotels that are, for the most part, fairly quiet. Although if you're in a metropolitan city, it can be loud and you can hear the mass transit in the morning and the light rail and the horns and the sirens. But, you know, you really don't have anything to do the next day. You don't have to get up and, you know, hang out with the wife and take the kids to school. Uh, you don't have to take the dog for a walk. You, know, you don't really have any distractions. It's all about you. And I've always, when I did the games for 32 years and I started traveling commercial with the team before we did, you know, before we had the private aircraft and I, I just got into a routine and I was able to get my sleep and rest. And I never had a problem. I mean, most of the hotels we stay at have tremendous blackout curtains, so you can keep the room dark, you know, at noon if you want. Personally, I never found it to be an issue. I found it to be a more difficult issue when you came back home from road trips and then you, you know, had your wife that wanted to spend time with you, you had your boys, you know, you then all of a sudden, and a lot of people don't understand this, but, and I think that's why you see teams struggle so much In their first home game after long road trips, because when the players come home, they have all of their responsibilities that they haven't had to deal with when they were on the road. Even simple things, you know, laundry and and paying bills or all the little things that we don't even think about. But if they're family, then they, you know, they want to get up with their kids at seven in the morning. And it didn't matter if you got home at four in the morning. You when your kids got up, I went up. I would get home at three, three thirty in the morning when my kids were young. And I would be up with them three hours later, and I would just figure out, I would get my sleep when I got it, and I would be exhausted for a couple days. Much, much more tired than when you're traveling on the road. And I really do believe that's why so many teams struggle in their first game at home after road trips. Being on the road, really, I've never felt is difficult. I've always found it much more harder when you come home and deal with all of the responsibilities when you walk into your house.
3: that's a great point grant i I never thought of it that way and you know i I will double down on that think about the nfl players you just got in a car accident probably 10 or 12 times and now you've got to be johnny on the spot right when you get home because you have limited time with them because you even look at the nfl players their their schedule is so regimented even when you're home you're really not home i mean they get sometimes a day or two off depending on the buy schedule and then also depending on you know whether they want or not, so that that's got to be incredibly difficult and in tolling on the body.
2: It is very difficult. It's um, you know again they're very well compensated as you and I have discussed. I also yeah. think another reason why so many athletes are retiring earlier, particularly in the NFL, is because they don't need the money anymore. They're compensated so uh, well that they can have a shorter career. Whereas. In the era that I'm talking about, that was not the case. And players would always try to extend their career and extend right. their career and extend their career to get that extra paycheck, that extra year. Now, players don't need to do that. They've, by the time they're 25, the majority of these players have enough money to live on for the rest of their life.
3: No doubt. And we've said it a couple of times, you know, the generation you're talking about, they have to get jobs in the offseason. So <laughs> yes. to support their families, but it's funny with the NFL and it's probably because of the impact. And I'm not taking away from the physicality and the impact in the NBA, but you don't see a lot of NBA players retire early.
2: No, but it's also not, it. it's not a sport. I should, I got to be careful when I say this because I'm going to upset people because I, I, I know Bill Walton very well. And I know others that, you know, uh, Scott Pollard's got back issues. So I shouldn't say that, it doesn't have a long lasting effect on your health. Some players it does, but you can't compare it to the effects of the NFL. I think that was the point I'm trying to make.
3: No, I, I, I get that point, but in the NFL, money is not guaranteed unless you're Deshaun. Correct. not gonna say his name, not gonna yes. give him his pleasure. So um, that that's why it's kind of confounding. But then on the flip side, like I said, with the travel, it's so much more demanding with the NBA. So it's just, it's two different yeah. lifestyles.
2: Absolutely. All right. And again, uh, we'll have more information next week on the event on September 12th, where you and I are both going to be bold on September 12th. And we're going to raise a lot of money uh, for charity and for this show. Uh, But I want to make sure that people understand that 50% of all of the proceeds are going to go to charity. So we're going to have fun. And I will make an announcement probably at the end of next week. On where the event will be held on September 12th. We'll all get together and we'll have a lot of fun.
3: And uh, yeah, please, everybody, come out if you can and you're uh, here in Sacramento or in the neighboring uh, neighborhoods. Also, if you have, Grant, I'm going to drop this on you. If you have any questions via email, you can shoot me an email at grantandryanbald at gmail.com. Wow,
2: Grant and Ryan. Bald at gmail.com. Is that and A-N-D d or is it the symbol?
3: It's and A-N-D. Okay. And uh, I, I, wow. I, was, I, I was surprised that was available for an email. Ah, you know what? I'm
2: shocked. So Grant, Grant and Ryan at gmail.com. Grant and Ryan Bald at gmail.com. Oh, bold. Grant and Ryan Bald at gmail.com. How on earth could I forget the word bald? What the hell is wrong with me?
3: Well, you'll know soon enough on uh, September 11th,
2: uh, September, 12th. September
3: 12th, excuse me.
2: That's okay. You're, you're entitled to have a date wrong, but make sure you don't have that date wrong. Cause I don't want to be there alone and have you not show up.
3: Okay. I'm entitled to that. Jerry, you're not entitled to have a date wrong anymore.
2: So that's correct. Listen
3: to our advice. All right, buddy. Have a good week. <laughs> All right, bud. You too.
6: This show is sponsored by better help stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest, you can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime for no Additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's better help. slash grant.
3: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Yeah,
2: that is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. We'll have a much, much more information uh, coming up uh, next week for you. All right, but we're going to do it. And it's going to be some night. All right, let's get to uh, Wagus. What's up, Wagus? How are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm good, buddy.
1: Uh, so I don't want to continue to bring up the Deshaun Watson thing, but this morning I was watching uh, first take and, you know, the great Mad Dog was on there um, with Stephen A. So they were having this conversation and uh, Stephen A and Mad Dog basically agreed with uh, Mad Dog said that he, he disagrees with the NFL commissioner Roger most of the time, but he agrees with this. And Molly said, no, uh, you know, Roger could have stepped in and give a harsher punishment, and Stephen A. and and Mad uh, and Mad Dog were persistent. No, he can't, according to CBA. So, who's wrong there? Because that didn't get answered for me personally.
2: Roger Goodell could have handled the appeal himself. Roger Goodell had the option to handle the appeal. And instead, he handed it to uh, Mr. Harvey. I believe was his last name, and it never got to Harvey having to make a decision because then they were able to reach a settlement. But Roger Goodell could have handled the appeal himself as commissioner of the National Football League.
1: So then, why were Stephen A. and Mad Dog saying according to CBA he can't? I,
2: I don't know why. I don't know. Okay.
1: I mean, I mean, I was, I mean, I was listening to that, and and you know, they were pretty clear that that this is something that that was agreed
2: upon in the collective. Uh, Bar- bar- bargaining agreement, so... Bargaining agreement. Well, every report leading up to the appeal was that Roger Goodell himself could have handled the appeal or he could have then assigned somebody to handle the appeal. Okay. Okay. So, um. also, you know, by the way, Mad Dog's amazing on first take. Um, yeah, he's he's a piece he of work. Is.
1: So, So, you obviously grew up with him. When did you know he was going to yep. be, like 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 this national talent or yeah like going on. um
2: not until not until he started working at i want to say before he worked at WFAN i believe he was at WOR and when i knew that he was on the air in new york i was like okay you know what that's pretty darn impressive but i didn't really know he would be a national star Until he got paired with Mike Francesa for that show, Mike and the Mad Dog. And really, when he got nicknamed the Mad Dog by, I believe, Don Imus, then at that point, I was like, okay, he's going to be big time. I never in a million years thought he would be where he's at today. That I would be very honest with you. I never thought that was going to happen.
1: Okay. And and I don't know if he has, you know, done any commentary in his career, but um, has he? And if not, okay, then why did he never get into that?
2: Um, I don't know. Uh, He (laughs) never has, and he never did. You know, every person has their gift. His gift is, you know, the gift of blab, so to speak, and being on the radio and being a talk show host. um, I don't know if he would have been good at play-by-play or not. I don't know, but he never did that. But he didn't have to do that because he was so good, you know, at his craft, which is speaking uh, on sports talk radio.
1: And and did he get invited on first take to do this? Because I mean, he only comes on there. T- I, I wish they had him on more.
2: Well, when you mean did he get invited? I'm not really sure what the word invited means. He got, uh, well, you know, I mean, he well, has he has a power agent, uh, Sandy Montauk, the Montauk Group. Uh, I know Sandy and have talked with him a number of times. Sandy is someone that's got you know the biggest names uh, in sports uh, under him and in his firm. I'm sure that you know, ESPN probably reached out to Sandy and asked Chris and, you know, the rest of his history. I think Stephen A is the one that suggested Chris because Stephen A and Chris have known each other for a while. They have a lot of respect for one another. So I believe after Max Kellerman left ESPN and Stephen A was searching for, you know, uh, replacements because they have kind of a revolving door there now, I think, I believe Stephen A, Suggested, Chris. I heard Stephen A. on the air the other day, uh, suggesting bring Mike Francesa on too, which would be very interesting.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I, I mean, he's amazing. I mean, I, I love, uh, I love it when he's on. Obviously, Stephen A. is, you know, Stephen A. I, I actually, uh, you know, think Skip Bayless is kind of annoying, but I think him and Stephen A. did have a good thing going there for a little while before he left. So,
2: yeah, Stephen A is way out left field, way out left field for me. I mean, his, his comments are irresponsible. They're outrageous. And I don't have any respect for the man based on the things that he has to say. I'm OK being an entertainer because, again, these are right. shows about entertainment. But I, in my opinion, Stephen, uh, excuse me, in my opinion, Skip Bayless has Skip no Bayless, credibility. Okay, <laughs> okay <good>. Skip Bayless, <laughs> Skip Bayless yeah. in my opinion, has no credibility. None. He's lost his yeah. credibility. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were saying Stephen A. for
1: a second there. I was like, what? So. I know. I stopped myself. Yeah. Okay. Skip yeah, Bayless.
2: Yeah. I mean, Skip, Skip's, Skip's personal uh, feud with LeBron James is enough for me to say that the guy has no credibility. I don't care if you like LeBron James or not. Anyone that does not understand and recognize that LeBron James is one of the greatest players in the history of basketball is delusional, okay? Absolutely. And for whatever reason, Skip Bayless... <laughs> will not acknowledge LeBron's greatness. and to me, that just there ruins his credibility
1: absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't think I don't think he's better than Jordan, but he's definitely right there, right? So uh, yeah, and, yes and, and and you know, you know, obviously being you know, a sports fan and being a LeBron fan, I you know, you know, watching him all these years, I've been impressed with obviously what he's done on the court, right? And I've been impressed with what he's done yep. Me too. Uh, Or how he has been a family man and stayed out of trouble. But where he loses me is sometimes when he comes out with these comments, he doesn't, you know, think, hey, could I be offending someone or offending a group of people, whoever they are? Because, you know, LeBron James is a superstar. And to be a superstar in this country, you know, he has all races of people, you know. What or, or all kinds of, uh, you know, professionals, of uh, men and women of different professions, uh, you know, do follow him. And that's why he is who he is, right? And that's why he's got that billion-dollar Nike deal and all that. I just don't know how somebody could be so smart Correct. in basketball because he's a very smart player, right, because uh, and could be so smart off the field as far as from a business standpoint of view and a family man and the way he's, you know, you know, always stayed out of trouble. But I don't know why, when it comes to this little thing, why does he have a blunder? Do you think that that's just an agenda? Okay.
2: He is a hypocrite, he's a hypocrite. And he is, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, he discriminates against white people when it comes to social issues. And I think that's very unfortunate. I think it's really sad. And I think that there's been so many examples that I don't think I'm outrageous with my statement. Uh, I think he, without question, is hypocritical and has so many double standards that I personally feel yeah. he's lost a lot of credibility for his superstardom on the court. No yeah. question. He's one of the greatest ever off the court. I think it's embarrassing. I think it's been embarrassing.
1: Yeah. yeah he he He's always made these comments and he hasn't – because, you know, like I said, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just unfortunate when somebody can do these things right, but I don't know what happens here, so – uh, but, yeah, you're right about that. Now, switching gears a little bit, will will you ever have Aaron Rodgers on your podcast? Uh,
2: yeah, I probably will. Yeah, okay. I would think I probably will, yes. Um, Aaron and I text on a semi-regular basis. I haven't asked him uh, to be on my podcast yet, but I will, and I think he'll do it.
1: Okay, I think he would be a great uh, – Great listen. Um, Yeah. And uh, okay. And do you think that he gets another ring before he retires?
2: No. And I'll tell you why I think the AFC is stacked now. And I think I don't see the NFC beating the AFC in the Super Bowl for the next few years, just looking at the way things are now. And I look at the quarterback position and I look at the people around the quarterback. And to me, I have to look at the AFC and think that whoever is the AFC representative this year, Again, I can't forecast injuries, but whoever is the AFC representative, to me, will be the favorite in the Super Bowl.
1: Okay, so you don't think my Niners got a shot here in the next couple of years? Then?
2: <laughs> well, you know, if Trey Lance is as good as advertised, then yes, I do. But he's not going to be that good this year. I mean, he might be good, but he's not going to be good enough to take the team to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. But if he's as good as everyone thinks that he could be, then yes, I would think the 49ers would have a really good chance of being the NFC representative, but not this year.
1: If he's not good for the next two or three years, the Niners end up missing the playoffs, I mean, doesn't that put a major dent in Shanahan legacy?
2: Well, the whole organization, it does, uh, but it also sets the franchise back for several years because of everything they gave up to get him. Okay.
1: I Okay, and another thing that concerns me is he could easily get hurt because, you know, he's a very mobile quarterback. So what if he has a season ending injury? See, that's one of the main things that I'm concerned about, uh, because, of course, you know, you don't see anybody get hurt. But don't you think that they should at least hang on to Garoppolo here? I mean, and just kind of.
2: No, they won't. They won't. All, All signs are that Garoppolo will not be on the team. Uh, come week one. So again, you know, anybody can get hurt at any time. I'll tell you one thing I was impressed with with Trey Lance in the first preseason game is, you know, he slid in the open field instead of even attempting to get a hit. And he didn't do that last year. So I think that's a real growing curve for him. That is a necessity for him to stay on the field. Okay.
1: All right. Well, we'll see. And Grant, I love this show as always. And I look forward to the fantasy. Uh, Are you going to have it next week? I believe.
2: Uh, no, I won't do the fantasy until the following week, I believe. But um, I will. I'll put that out there, and I hope you can come to our event on September twelfth. Oh, it's an open event. Yes, it's to the public. Absolutely, yes. Okay. For Monday okay, night football, so- Monday night football, September twelfth. I don't know the venue yet, but absolutely, we. I want everyone to come to it.
1: Oh, and and that's the game that uh, you know the, the the QB that I despised for years, Russell Wilson, is going back
2: to Seattle. On so how about that yeah. there you go of course so, of course. Uh, but you know what you'll be watching me you'll be watching me get my head shaved so you'll probably won't even care you'll be laughing at the top of your lungs and you'll be going oh my god look at this so you'll you'll be okay you know
1: so, so um so, so it's a completely open event so so if there's other people like that want to come and meet you they can't like uh, yes okay. right, yes sure. it's a
2: public event uh, yeah i'm not i wouldn't do it if we couldn't invite the public absolutely it's a okay. great opportunity to reconnect Uh, I'll be back in Sacramento for the week. And so I just thought it would be a good idea. We'll get together on Monday night football. I'll come up with the venue and I'll have an announcement probably at the end of this week on where the venue is going to be. I might even do this show uh, from four to starting at four o'clock live at the event. So people can come and we can hang out while I'm doing the show. And then at 5 o'clock or 5 15, I'll stop doing the show and then we'll all start watching the game and we'll get the barber out and we'll do the uh, head shave and <laughs> we'll have a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's going to be on September 12th.
1: Will, uh, will you also invite Jerry
2: Reynolds? Yes, of course. I'll invite a that's lot of people. But, I mean, but okay. yeah, I'll, yes, I will 100% invite Jerry.
1: Okay. All right. Well, uh, look forward to uh, I will definitely try to make it.
2: All right, buddy. All right. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye. All right. Take it easy. <clears throat> I mean, you got to do it, right? Got to. I mean, I'm hoping that we get a lot of people uh, at the event. And again, I've, I've, I've got, I've got a couple of people I'm making calls to. I need to see, you know, what's the max number of people they could hold, and what we could do for that. So we'll see. We're going to get it done. All right. Why don't we get to Al? Hello, Al. Good Friday to you, buddy. Happy
4: Friday, Grant. Hey, I'd love to come out and meet you, man. I've been listening to you for, you know, decades. And I started calling you regularly with your listen app. I never, I called a little bit when you were on the other show over the years, but not a whole lot. And then the listen app came up and you got back on your feet. So it'd be cool to meet you in person.
2: Yeah. Well, I'd love that for sure. I w- really hope you can come out to the event on the 12th for sure.
4: I had a question. Uh, I have a couple things and I'll let you go. Who I heard you talking to John on a on a and uh, he brought I think it was Beula. Asked how Beula was or is that the wrong
2: name? Is that your dog or? who's B- whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, Bula. B-U-L-A, Bula. Yes, Beula, yes. Bula. Yes. Okay, and that was your dog. Yes, Bula. Correct. Wow,
4: I didn't know you had a dog. I guess so. Uh, you talked, spoke to him when you were on a uh, host in, uh, host in Rome back in the day. Oh, okay. Yeah, there I, you go. I don't Good remember memory. you mentioning a
2: dog in all the years I listened to you on the other thing when I down to, in Sacramento. You know, I, I didn't really talk a lot about my personal life and all that on the radio. I really thought people were listening to me to talk about the games and sports. And I didn't really get into stuff that didn't pertain to really the sports. Once in a while I did, but for the most part, You know, I thought people were tuning in to listen to me and give my take on what happened in the Kings game or the NFL or guest. And so i pretty much that that was ninety nine point nine percent of my show.
4: You know, it's funny. You sure have. And you've, you've just adapted your style because that is absolutely true. I should think, I wonder if Grant's still married. I knew you were married and you had the two boys, but you yeah. rarely spoke about I used to think, I wonder if Grant still... You, you know, know, again, not-
2: I, I, it's, yeah. the same. it's just how I live my life. I just think that I have two lives. I have my personal life yeah. and I have my professional life. And whereas it's okay in your professional life to talk about your family and everything, I always thought, and again, I, for me... Like when I listen to a sports talk radio show or or any person for that matter, I'm I'm tuning in to hear, you know, right. what happened in the game last night or what about this injury and what about the trade and how that's going to impact this or impact that. Or, you know, I'm not really tuning in to hear about, you know, somebody's dinner with their wife the night before. You know what I'm saying? So I always just try to do my show that way.
4: I got you. I'm 100% on board with that. And I listen to the – podcast because i love to you know put i'm not a big gambler but i love to put wagers i love to play parlay because parlay you know you can play a get seven to one odds and a three at three for three you know you can play you can play parlay with the with the games you know the head head to head with the points or with over under or now you can play parlay you know it starts at three out of three then it goes to four out of four and the odds keep going up and I and I, and I love what he said about division home dogs because that's always been my favorite play. Yeah, I mean years ago yep. there I forget there was like a four division dogs home do, division. I'm sorry, home dogs division home dogs because uh, see the thing that I love about that play is when he spoke to this. There's a familiarity with teams, you know this, and, and you just got to throw out the record. You can't, you can't, you got forget the record because you've familiarity with the division foes. I mean, yeah. Last of year, course. I have a friend who's who plays. We play a lot of parlay together, and last year he's a Vikings fan, and the Vikings are hosting the Packers around midseason, and the Vikings are still not nearly. The Green Bay was you know playing lights out, and they're favored, and it's in Minnesota. And my buddy's like, I'm gonna put on Green Bay, take Green Bay. You know, don't, don't what are you doing? I mean, this is this is the vision, you're a division home. This is a division home dog. Don't play, don't play uh, Green Bay. He ended up playing Green Bay and the Vikings upset him last year. So
2: it's a division home dog. Yep. yep. Now listen, I'm with you. Hey, but but you gotta understand there's a reason why they call it gambling. Okay. There's yeah. a reason why it's called gambling. So you know, I, again I always said gamble responsibly, have fun with it, but gamble responsibly. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I, I I that's what I do. I, I don't I, I you know I play fantasy and there's like money in the leagues, you know. You win the championship, you win your Super Bowl, you get like but it's just pretty friendly wager. So anyway, it was a great uh, podcast. I'm gonna look him up on thank you, Westgate and uh, enjoyed that. And uh, real quick, I just want to say you're talking about Don Imus, man. I remember Don Imus on national radio and uh
2: and he oh was a, uh, and he, I also remember, remember Opie and Anthony, they were another Yo, yo, oh, yeah! But man. I was Don Imus was a Don. I grew up listening to Don Imus, and I had a chance. Yeah, believe it or not, probably I don't know. Twenty years ago, uh, I had a chance to fill in for Mike Breen. Mike did the sports uh, on Imus in the morning, and they asked me to fill in for Mike. And I went to the studio in Sacramento at about. Wow. I want to say two thirty in the morning because you know I had to be there for East Coast time, and I've never been so yeah. scared and nervous to go on the air in my life. And I did the sports on miss in the morning twice. Wow! And that was maybe the most nerve wracking experience that I wow. ever had. But I got to tell you, you know, Don made fun of me and everything else. But then uh, he told Chris. Cause he ended up finding out that I was good friends with Chris Russo. And he said, Hey, Chris, man, your friend did a hell of a job. And I thought that was nice. So, um, but I was, I was scared to the wits doing sports with I Don, for Don Imus for two days. Uh, that was, again, I listened to Don Imus wow. growing up. I mean, every morning I had Don Imus on in my car every morning, going to school every morning. And even before that. Yeah. And what, that's probably
4: why you were so nervous. It's almost like a, like a, like more of well, to you. And I, here's
2: you, why to, I was nervous. Don know. makes fun of everybody and doesn't really care what your ethnicity is. You're, right. you know, Don is going, if you're on, the, if you're on the air with Don Imus, he's going to humiliate you. I mean, that was his style. And you have to understand that it's yeah. like getting hazed in my fraternity. When I pledged my fraternity, I mean, you knew you were going to get hazed. You knew you were going to have to endure a lot of stuff. And mentally you just had to understand that right. you're going to have to deal with it. Well, it was the same thing going on. Imus in the morning. I knew before I went on the air that I was going to get shellacked, that I was going to get, you know, destroyed by Don Imus, regardless of whether I did a good job or not, he was going to unload on me and you just knew that going in. And here's the other deal. I'm living in Sacramento (laughs) at the time and almost all of my friends and everyone back in New York listens to Don Imus, okay? so. A lot of my friends would, and when I mean friends, I'm not talking about close yeah. friends, acquaintances, in high school or what have you. They wouldn't even know what the hell I was doing, and they hear me on Imus in the morning, and they went crazy because I got a couple yeah. of people that ended up reaching out to me, and they couldn't freaking believe it. So, you know, again, there was a lot of things that went into that, but, but, knowing that you were going to get humiliated on on national radio by Don Imus, that was that was pretty uh, that was. I was, that was nerve wracking. I'll just put it to you that way. That was a nerve wracking experience, but I'm, I'm glad I did it.
4: That's hilarious. That's a great story, man. Hey, you know what? I guess Don Amos, Howard Stern, Opie and Anthony, they're not woke. Let's just put it that way. Howard Stern had the Jerry the retard. I mean,
2: (laughs) he he gets paid $50 million a year for doing a show. $50 million a year. Uh, Hey Al. You have a great weekend, That's buddy. A great great yeah, hearing from you.
5: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Great story. I mean I'm doing I'm sports. Thanks for that. Take care. Yep.
5: 18 plus yep
2: all good all right let's move on right here on listen app, and we get to antonio on this friday hey antonio hey grant how you doing sir good how are you today
7: good good hey i'm gonna try to make it out there i'm going to the raider game um the, the 11th and i'm coming back monday the 12th so i'm gonna see if i can see if i can good. make it back up to Sacktown to you guys and get a chance to meet meet you guys man it'd be it'd be, it'd be really cool yeah, would love hey, to have you I got you a there. couple real quick things, kind of random. I, I, I'm traveling around three o'clock. So I'm on a van pool, so it's hard for me to talk. So I wanted to ask you something Wednesday. Hey, uh, back in the back in the day, um, did the Maloops used to take you guys to the Palms, and, and, and I remember they owned the Palms back in the day. Did They used to throw out the whole spread for you guys back in the day when you guys yes. were, when you guys are in that area.
2: No. Yes, it was re- it was the red carpet treatment. Absolutely, red carpet.
7: Oh yep. wow! What what about? I mean, big time and gab- would they would they comp you with a the, to gamble you know ten grand to gamble I'm just kidding about that <laughs> no. <I know. laughs> no
2: no 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 they they didn't give you they didn't give you money to gamble with but they would give you they would comp your rooms and they would take care of your meals and you know I mean it was pretty pretty amazing
7: yeah no that was a cool because hey um so the Raiders play tomorrow so I seen this ins- ins- interesting article um at the Athletic and you know what. Uh, to me, journalism has changed so much. It's almost everything's Twitter. It's all Instagram, real quick. I don't, you don't get that real quick journalism. Like I used to read the, the green, the sporting green page back in the day. So it's not the way it is. So you know Ray Rattles yep. and all those guys, Jim Murray, uh, Dave Newhouse. But um, so they got the Raiders at eight uh, percent winning their division. They got the Chiefs at forty-four percent. They got the, uh, the the Chargers at twenty-six, and they got the Broncos ahead of the Raiders. Do you agree with that, Grant?
2: No. No, I, don't, I would not put the Broncos out of the Raiders. Personally, I think the Broncos are going to finish last in that division. I think that I would say the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Raiders, I would say they're separated by a whisker. I don't see a lot of difference. I personally feel that the Chiefs are still the team to beat in that division, but not by much. Uh, I want to wait and see the effect of not having Tyreek Hill, but they do have Mahomes, but guess what? You know, the Chargers have Herbert, and the Raiders now have You know Adams to go with Carr and a solid running game and uh, a you know a great tight end. I mean, I think the personally Denver, I think they're overrated going into the season. That's my opinion. I think they're overrated.
7: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm a Denver Bronco hater, but I'm. But I'm realistic to you. I think that they're overrated a little bit. Hey, one last thing until the Raiders got their new announcer, Jason. Jason Horowitz, have you had a have you got a chance to? I don't know if the if local channels. out here. No, I have not. Yeah, he seems okay. Yeah, he, you know it's hard for me. I'm 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 Bill King till the day I die, man. For my rest of my life, man. And Papo's there. Yeah. But, um, uh But I'm just curious, if you, if you had a chance.
2: You're never gonna have another. You're never. You're never gonna have another Bill King. He was a generational talent. You know.
7: Yeah, the greatest. Hey, Grant, enjoy your weekend, man, and hopefully I'll see you guys in a couple weeks, man.
2: Antonio, always good hearing from you. You have a great weekend yourself. Take care. I mean, you think about Bill King, you know, the Holy Roller, and I mean, we can go on and on and on. I mean, Bill King was... What what else am I going to say? To me, Bill King was the Raiders during that era, and he was a great baseball and great basketball announcer too. I never really heard him do the Warriors other than with, I guess, highlights and other... I, you know, I, I never heard him do a live Warriors game, but I mean, the guy was great. We're a great talent, great talent. And early in my career, I had a chance to interview him a couple of times and he was always very gracious, very nice. But boy, was he good. What What a great, great, great announcer. All right. I hope everybody has a fabulous, fabulous weekend. All right. Thank you so much. Super week here. We're getting closer to football. I appreciate your support and I look forward to talking with you Monday right here on listener. So long everybody.
7: Lucky Land Casino asking people
5: what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky